Ricciardo. Ricciardo. Daniel Ricciardo. Maybe that's what we call it. Ricciardo. Ricciardo. Yeah, right. I think that's the name. Hi. Hello. Welcome to Gals on the Pit Wall. This is our Mexico GP edition. We're so tired. It is 11 o'clock now. Yes, very late. Um, Because the race was a little chaotic, so... It was. A little bit bit chaotic. I'm Jasmine. I'm Catherine. And we welcome you. This is our fun little space on the internet. Yeah, episode 15. I can't believe we're on 15, you know. How's that time passed? Craziness. 15, well, technically 16 weeks because we missed one. Yeah. But 15 weeks we've been at this. Yeah. I'm proud of us. Go team. Yeah. Sorted. Only a couple more to go and then we can have a fucking break. I know, I'm needing a good rest. I'm so tired. Do you know what though? I think it is five Wednesdays until December. Don't say that. It is. Shh. <laughs> that Christmas the- is coming, guys. No, no, but before Christmas is exams. Oh, yeah, yeah so right. English, no. <laughs> Oh, dear, sorry. Didn't mean to bring Don't it say out. that. Yeah, Mexico. What a time. Yes. But actually, before we get into Mexico, we probably need to step back and go over what happened. Yeah, we need to do a little rewind. In the early hours of Monday morning, really. Last weekend. Fresh off the face of us recording the episode. So we record the episode, wrap it up, solid, done. Go into bed for the night. I go back to my flat. Yes get back to the flat i look disqualification well it hadn't even happened yet that's true possibility of disqualification being investigated and then so i did the only rational thing which was sit up and wait until i knew for sure (laughs) so i could not sleep but basically it was plank wear for lewis and charles i mean i'm assuming everyone listening will have already seen this but they might not have that's true because it was a big news but basically so there's 10 millimetres of plank on the bottom of the car. Yeah. And it can't be worn down to any less than nine millimetres, I believe. Yes. So basically, you do a random check of four cars. And in this case, of the four cars, which were Max, Lando, Lewis and Charles, two of them failed, which is 50%. But I actually have a stat on this. Ooh. So these plank checks this year, mm-hmm. so for this season... They're supposed to be random. Mm -hmm. Now, don't come for me saying conspiracy club again, right? But these are supposed to be random checks. But Ferrari and Mercedes have been tested five times. I saw this, actually, yeah. Yeah, and Williams and Alfa Terry have had no tests at all the whole season. So it's not feeling very random. I mean, it is statistically possible that that has happened because there isn't that many teams. Yeah. And in the, the law of, I suppose the law of attraction, that's not the one. Uh, <laughs> probability. In, yeah, probability, that's the one I wanted. <laughs> it's not improbable that yeah. that's happened, but it is a bit frustrating. Oh, actually, it says that they chose Lewis and Charles. This actually wasn't random. They chose Lewis and Charles to investigate because they had enough data to suspect that they would have been in breach. Right. So they weren't random. Those The two boys were Yeah, not. apparently. But yeah. so the big debate was if you do a check of four cars and 50% of the cars fail, should you then just check all the cars? And I think you should. You should at least yeah. check, and this is coming from a Ferrari fan, obviously, if Charles's car is illegal, Carlos's car is going to be illegal. Surely. If Lewis is illegal, George is going to be illegal. Yeah. And then think about all the other cars in the grid that this yeah. is going to be an issue for. Exactly. I would rather wait longer after the race to get the correct result and get the result on Tuesday Yeah. than have that weird sort of in-between of, well, these two have been disqualified, but actually there's probably 
half the grid is illegal. The issue was, is that the plank races come from it being a sprint weekend and yeah. that extra racing. Yeah. Under normal race weekend circumstances, it wouldn't have been that bad. Mm-hmm. It was because of the sprint. And I know they should have thought about this. Yeah, they've made it so intense with the sprint weekend now because they have sprint shootout, the sprint, the race, FP1, quality. quality. Yeah. Like they've got all of these things going on that they need to account for that in the Rose. wear of the car. But then this comes hand in hand with the news of that the sprint is getting redesigned again. Oh, They're reformatting it again for next year. Can't keep up with these guys. Genuinely, if they're keeping the sprint, make it reverse grid. Or do what F1 Academy do yes. in their race too and reverse... Well, in F1 Academy, it's a top eight because there's only 15 cars. Mm-hmm. But reverse the top half of the grid and keep the bottom half the same or reverse the whole thing or do it in championship order. But do something that puts the people at the back at the front because that is the only way to make it interesting. Or I would even prefer if we went back to last year's sprint Mm -hmm. format but with the reverse grid. Yeah. So last year's format was that the sprint was instead of qualifying. Mm -hmm. So you would have FP1, FP2, have qualifying for the sprint. Then the sprint was your qualifying for the race, which I thought was fun because things happening in the sprint. Yeah, a little bit of jeopardy. People DNA. Some people have a little bit of a wobble and a bad time. So it made it more interesting for the actual race. But imagine that reverse grid. Having a sprint weekend this season has made me appreciate the normal format much more. (laughs) Yeah. Because I get that they're trying to fit all this action in, but it's too much action. And actually not that much happens. It's just a very long weekend. I like the anticipation of the race on the Sunday. Exactly. And you know what? You saying that as like a new fan, Mm -hmm. like this is your first full year of watching it. And you saying that as a new fan just shows that it's not just the old fans being like, ooh, change. Like this is like everybody's feeling overwhelmed with how much there is to keep up on. Out of the sprints we've had, there've been two good ones this season. Yeah, two or three tops. And also I think because the sprint is just literally a smaller version of the race, it's the same starting order realistically. Yeah. There's no suspense for Sunday because what happens in the sprint realistically is just going to happen again on the Sunday. Exactly. So in that as well, it then kind of boosts the top dogs championship Mm -hmm. points even more. It just like adds to their points that weekend. I think reverse grid, stick Logan Sargent at the front, send him around. Oh, please. Him and Lance, boosting it. Oh, cute. Oh, <laughs> America and Canada. But yeah, I thought it was important we addressed that because obviously last week's episode, I mean, if you listened, you'd have heard my little insert while I was editing it of my rubbish laptop mic explaining what happened. But jumping back to Mexico, the big, well, it's not even big pre-race news. But uh, the bodyguard situation, I thought would be a bit Yes, bit of an I did topic. also have this noted down. So this isn't new. All the drivers had bodyguards. So everyone else had them from a Mexican company. Yeah. And that's just standard procedure. Max had them from a private European company, which I thought was interesting. So I'm thinking, okay, Red Bull have obviously stepped up because, you know, passionate Checo fans and Max being booed. And mm-hmm. obviously they have evidence that Checo's other teammates have had grief and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it turns out, after watching an interview of Max, he hired his own security. That was because Helmut Marko forced him to do that. Ah, okay. So Checo did an interview about this as well because mm. he was asked by a reporter, like, how do you feel that Max has not taken on a Mexican company and that he has more security guards this race because of fears of your fans? And um, Checo basically said that Max would have taken a Mexican company if Helmut would have let him. Okay. So it was Helmut Marco being like really strict about it with Max 
because he's obviously feeding big time for Max's safety and they can't have their golden boy getting hurt, so... Just because it's Helen and Monica, there's just slight racist undertones. Obviously. It's all that. It's all like that. And then the other pre-sort of racing note I have is, uh, thank God Daniel Carter's fixed that (laughs) moustache. The lamb chops have gone. (laughs) He's actually looking pretty good now. He looks a bit like Luigi is in Mario and Luigi. Nice. But... I like it. It's clearly helped him this week. Yeah. So... Maybe I'll keep the moustache. Fingers crossed. Moustache of luck. <laughs> FP1? Yes. I didn't manage to catch practice this week. So everyone was a bit crazy because we had five... Wait, yeah. One, two, three, four. Yeah, five reserves in. Mm-hmm. So we had Isaac Hajar for Alpha Terry. Yeah. But he will also be driving the Red Bull in Abu Dhabi, I think. Mm-hmm. And this is where I struggle. Teo. Pacher. Pacher. Don't know why I really struggle with that. He, well, driving the Alpha Male is a loose term in this case. But this is so sad. I really like Pacher. Um, Ollie Berman in the house. Yes. Which Fred- I was so excited for him. Yeah. Frederick Vesti in the Mercedes and mm-hmm. Jack Doohan in the Alpine. Yes. Also, this is the first time that there's been three Aussies on the track at the same time. Which is crazy. Since 1977. And they're also testing new prototype C4 tyres for next season. But there was only one person doing the testing, right? No, they all had them. I swear there was one person on test tyres. I'm sure it was Oscar. No, he, at one point he was the only one on them. Oh, okay. But they all they did all have them on. Right. He was the only one who'd set his quickest time on the prototypes for some reason. Right, okay. But he, everyone did have them on. Okay, perfect. But right. he, so when everyone had them on, he was on medium. So he did it the other way around. Oh, he flipped it. Just for shits and giggles. Well, may as well. Uh, at the start, per Isaac uh, in the Alphatari, he was going so slow that the mm. ante still kicked in. Oh. Yeah. And like, this is their first time in cars this well, quick. Actually, for Isaac, it's his first time ever driving an F1 car. Like, they're all babies. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just like getting used to all of this. We did better later on, but at the start, he, uh, yeah, he was having mm, some issues. Bless his little heart. <laughs> and there was flags waving as well because he was really getting in people's way because oh, he was going that slow. Probably better talk about Pertio. Every time this man came out of the pits in the Alfa Romeo he then had to go back in oh god it was issues with the pedals I want to say it was issues with the brakes but literally every time he'd come out he'd do his outlap and then have to come right back in again and actually Ollie I think did the best in the end he was in P15 and obviously they were trying different programs and such he was actually going quicker than Fernando which (laughs) set an ominous tone for this weekend I mean Fernando had a bit of a stinker didn't he yeah and then the only really other notes from F1 was uh, Danny Rick and the speed in that Alpha Terry. The speed no in the shitbox. this weekend. Honestly, the power in the mustache. <laughs> it was quite impressive. Oh, and Carlos said as we uh, loss of hydraulics. Yeah. So they did a bit of off-roading, which was quite fun. Put the fear in me though, because I was like, oh my God, is this how Ferrari's weekend's going to go? Yeah. The car's already broken. And Charles had been like reporting engine issues right at the start of the session too. Great. So it's like, Oh my god. Alex Albon, again, doing a really good job in the old free practices. Yeah, he always does good in free practice, though. It was looking so optimistic for him this weekend, once again. Yeah. FP2. Daniel, on his first fast lap of FP2, immediately matched his time from FP1. Ooh. Which was on mediums, and he matched it on hards in his wow. first lap of FP2. So I thought that he was... He had really good pace this he week. He was very impressive this weekend. Uh, Lando and Oscar were looking really quick as well. Mm-hmm. And Lewis. And actually Esteban was looking quick. But all the drivers were struggling with the soft tyres. Just the deck was too high. Too hot a track 
Valtteri looking strong as well. Him and Daniel up in the top 10 was a bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of really it. Other than, so Red Bull and Max were really, really dominant on the straights in the session. Yeah, which but, wasn't a surprise. But Lando was dominant everywhere else. I think it was Red Bull was dominant on the straight and turns four to six. And then Lando had everywhere else. But how exciting. And if McLaren can bring this energy next season. Please. Oh my God. Like if Red Bull don't tinker too much with their car and McLaren can come in with the, the necessary upgrades. But you just know that Adrian knew it. Red Bull's going to come out with some blinder of a car again. He always comes out with a cracked out car every year. But like if we're being hopeful, optimistic. Oh, and the Aston Martin's just looking like a shitbox. Yeah, they were poor this and then weekend. Lance's front left tire got stuck on when they tried to change his tires. So oh. he, yeah, he went into the garage because they literally couldn't get the tire off in the pit lane. So they put him into the garage to try and get it off. Oh my but God. they had all of the Aston Martin pit crew blocking the front off for the cameras. <laughs> so it's a bit embarrassing. Brilliant. So I missed FB3 yesterday because I was at Fallout Boy. I was having a nice week break away from f1 yes so i also missed quali but i did catch up laterally so i'll let you go with quali if you want yes do you know what it was fairly interesting mm-hmm. there was a fair amount going on wasn't the most exciting quali we've had i'll be honest with you it was okay bit of a disaster for some yeah wasn't the greatest mm. ever i did put my phone down because I wasn't on the phone, I was just watching. So I will try my best from memory. So the first go of it, everybody is trying to scramble out of that pit lane. They were backed up, like they were sitting on each other trying to get out of the pit lane. Yeah, I've got a wee note on this, that both Max and George in Q1 impeded the pit lane and they've Mm -hmm. got noted for it. Yep. And it went back to... So they were talking about how when Max did it in, was it Singapore he did it? Yeah. And he got his reprimand. Yeah. The stewards then said afterwards that they realised latterly that they'd been too light on him. Yeah. And he should have had a penalty. Mm -hmm. But then he got away with it again. Yeah. So we have not learned. No. And they both got away with it. And then Logan was also noted. It was for something similar. Did he not? It was to do with Yuki. He had overtaken Yuki under under yellow yellow flags. Yeah. Yeah. For this, he got a 10 place grid penalty, even though he started last and he got two points put on his license. Fuck's sake. I thought that was a bit harsh, personally. I suppose it is quite bad, though, overtaking under yellows. But like, like, that's not even going too quick. That's literally overtaking is, someone. I could understand the points on his license. Mm-hmm. But the 10 place penalty. He was at the back already. Do you want him to start next week and drive up to the next race? Like, that was the kind I, I of. I said they should have had him run to his car. <laughs> <laughs> and Fernando, do we spin as well in Q1? He did. Not his weekend. It really wasn't. You know, he's not had a good weekend at all. But he didn't have a good weekend last weekend. This is just not his. Not his season. He's anymore. needing his winter break. The summer break didn't do him any justice. He was flying before the summer break. Yeah, for Aston Martin, it only got worse. Mm-hmm. Well, they actually reverted the car back completely. Yeah, the upgrades uh, that they brought both times when they brought major upgrades just made it worse. Mm-hmm. And they've not recovered. And then this weekend, they had to completely reshuffle Lance's car anyway. So yeah. he ended up starting from the pit lane. It's so bad. And the I guess the big news of Q1 was Lando. Yeah. What happened there? Oh, God. (laughs) This is true despair. Jazz is a broken woman tonight. Lando, he didn't make it. He got put out. (sighs) It wasn't his weekend either. Do you know what, actually? It got better for him. 
He was shafted by McLaren, but he did blame himself. Basically, it was so sad. They kind of brought him in and changed his tyres when they shouldn't have. And then they sent him out, but he was out of sync with everyone else. And then he basically had one lap, really, that he could put in a time. And yeah. he cocked it up. And then... Oh, it was so sad. And then the yellows happened. So they literally couldn't get another lap in. The other lap that he was doing at that point, he then had to slow down. And then this is when, obviously, Logan did his overtake and everyone was getting... Because Lewis didn't slow down and... Everyone was being noted for something in this moment in time. And, and it was just a disaster. And Lando's post-race interview was so sad. Oh, it was really gutting. Because he just blames himself all the time. And he's so hard on himself because he is actually a really good driver. He's so tough on himself. And he said, look at the weekends he's had. That's four podiums in a row. Obviously not this weekend, but yeah. up until now, everyone's due a shitter now and again. Right. And actually, going off the race... It wasn't that bad. He did really well. Yeah. So I don't think he can be that hard on himself. He no. needs to be kinder. It was a wee shame, though. I watched Q2 before I came to watch the race. Or I watched Quali before I came to watch the race. And the only note I have for Q2 is that Daniel only used one pair of softs to get into Q3. Yeah, Daniel was on a blinder. And everyone else had used, or most people had used three sets to get into Q3. Mm-hmm. That Daniel came out, he did his thing and he went home. <laughs> Actually, the other big shock of qualifying was Albon. Yeah. Time deleted and knocked him out. Because he was kind of looking to be in contention of being at the top. And, well, certainly making it into Q3 and then hopefully a high spot. But that time, lap time deletion for track limits buggered him. Yeah. Really did. Brutal. And then, so, Q3. Lewis Hamilton's never started outside the top three in Mexico until this weekend. Yes. Alfa Romeo, both cars in Q3. It was really impressive, actually. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah. And Charles tied Fernando for career polls. Woo-woo! But you know what happens when Charles is on pole. He fumbles the bag. It wasn't even his fault this time. No. No, it was not. So... Race time. Race time. What happened at the start, Jazz? Lap one, turn one. <sighs> Let's set the scene. We've got Ferrari front row lockout. This is 69th Ferrari front lockout. Oh, I know. Good stat for you. Lovely. So front row is locked out, closely followed by none other than the Red Bulls, right? So the Ferraris obviously didn't have the most of unreal starts because why would they when they're both on the front? So the Red Bulls have a blinder of a start. Max goes straight through the middle of both Ferraris and is looking to be right out the front. Charlie's catching up with Max though, so it's looking like it could be a pretty good battle round turn one. Hmm. Out of nowhere, check rocket ship comes blasting up the side and it's a little Red Bull sandwich you know everybody's looking a little too cozy a little too cozy for my liking right and then Max he leaves it quite late to turn yeah so Max starts turning Charlie cannot move he's in the middle of two cars and Checo decides to turn in also, but Charles has nowhere else to go but forward. So gave Checo a nasty little whack and... Um, Bit of air time. Yeah, Checo got some air time, a nice hole in his side pod. But Joey did well to then save the car when it came back down. Yes. To not then shunt into the wall. He did rejoin the group at the back and took himself to the pits, but he really did get sent flying. Yeah, and the hole in the side pod was massive. Huge. You could pretty much see through the car. Yeah, it was a bit of a shame. For Danny Rick, though, starting in P4, for him to avoid 
all of this. Yeah. And actually for Carlos as well and P2 to avoid all of that. Yeah. Solid job from them. Honestly, the boys did good. Charles got his front wing damaged. Yes, he did get some front and wing damage. It was hanging off for a little bit. Yeah, it was. And then it went. And he was uh, just cutting about with the uh, half of front wing. But I'm surprised he didn't get orange and what was it orange and black flag for that well they did note him for unsafe unsafe driving yes but they never flagged him i think it's a bit cheeky don't for unsafe driving before giving the flag to say he needs to go and change that front wing but they only noted it they yeah. didn't they didn't take any further but then they did say that they were gonna have a look after the race because after last weekend i'm so anxious i'm like i'm gonna look back and charles is gonna be bumped down 10 places honestly so lap two, Checo has to retire because yeah. they tried to, like, they put new wheels on, new front wing and everything, but obviously the hole in his side pod was too much and they had to retire the car, which was, I was, it was really gutted for him because this was his home race and I think the last home race. Yeah, even the commentators actually said, is he going to be getting another one? I know. Is this going to be it for him? It was real. I so don't even gutting. like Checo that much. You'll know this if you're a regular listener of this podcast. I don't like the man very much, but I've felt really upset. And his little interview as well. Oh, he looked so teary. It was so sad. I felt really bad for him. You don't want that to happen to anyone in their home race. No, never. And I think a lot of the fans left because obviously they're Team Checo. I know. Oh, what a wee shame. Yeah. But he took it like a champ. He did. He definitely did. Because if I was him, I would have cried in my interview and I would have been angry at Max. I would have been shouting my blame and I would have been... If I'm going down, I'm taking Red Bull with me. Exactly. But he was very diplomatic about his answers to questions and didn't blame anyone. It was fine. He was. Then lap four, the virtual safety car gets put out to get some debris away from the scene. No neck around just a breeze that's right for that joke but <laughs> that's that comes out and then lap five charles is noted for his unsafe driving sure he actually didn't lose any time for a man that was missing half a front wing no and he actually was doing a fairly good job so maybe fry should be noting this down as a design for next year <laughs> yeah just half a front wing <laughs> clearly that's helped him in some weird way honestly then lap nine yuki cutting the grass <laughs> yeah he was wide off of the track. He was really like, he was going through the grass to the point where he had to pit in lap 10 for some new tyres because they were wrecked. And that pit stop was 10.5 seconds. We didn't even get to see it. And I so wish, I want to go back and watch it and actually see what happened in yeah, that pit too, stop. Yeah, me too, because surely something had to hold them up. But recently there's been a lot of tyres getting stuck on cars. I have noticed that. Like an odd amount. I don't know if it's just because it's getting to the end of the season and everybody's muscles are sore and everybody's just needing a little break, some R&R. Yeah. But it was a, a bad pit stop for but Yuki. He was in a bit of a mad one as well today. Mm-hmm. Furious little Yuki. <laughs> yes. But I think he also must be thinking he's at risk of losing his seat too. He definitely I know I said be. last week that he was my choice. That, well, actually Liam would be my choice to replace Jekyll, but I said give Yuki a shot at it. I, I'm eating my words after this, after today. I'm still not because I think he's just had a bad day. I just think he can't get anything out of this Alpha Terry either. I, that's it. It's like he's clearly his growth's been stunted. P10 is kind of his maximum in that car. Then it was pretty plain sailing. Mm-hmm. Um, my next note is lap 32. 
it is just a little happy one that both Ferraris have successfully pitted. We did a good job. It was like a 2.3 and a 2.4. Yeah. But do you know what? This weekend, actually, the average was like 3.4. So So, we did good. Yeah, Ferrari were kind of smoking the game on the pit stops this time. Then the colossal lap 33. Oh, my God. This actually heartbreak. Mm-hmm. K-Mag, so basically in, in lead up to this, he went this was down the main straight was it not he yeah. did a bit of off-roading mm-hmm. and then he obviously, I think and they said it in the cool down room after the race when they watched it back they were like, oh my god he must have had damage because he was genuinely driving and then he just went yeah, the and car swung just round flew off the track and flew into the barrier and it was absolutely mangled like this car was in bits then it lit on fire, fire. Yeah, um, everything was destroyed. He looked to be holding the, the steering wheel. wheel when he made impact because he was shaking his wrists when he got out, which is the mistake that Daniel made, which ended up with him breaking his wrists. Logan made the same mistake. But he did seem to get himself out finally. Yeah, he did. And he got out really quick. Um, he got out before the car caught fire, which is lucky. And they, so they only did a... They only yellow flagged it at first and yeah. safety card it. And then we went, well, surely this is going to be a red flag. It was like, it was massive. Because there was no way, there was no easy way for this car to come off the track because it was in a million pieces. Yeah. Uh, and it was all over the road. So yeah, red flag. Quite exciting, man. had a red flag in a long time. Yeah, lap 34, we got a little red flag action, Ooh. which actually I will say, Max thought he was being really smart in pitting in the safety car. Yeah. So he pits and goes in, loses his time to go and get himself some new tyres. And uh, then they red flagged it. And Charles got a new front wing. But we kind of yeah. thought they might not because Ferrari were going to be superstitious about it and go, oh, actually, he's doing really well with half a front wing, so we'll just leave it. Yeah, and we actually didn't see them change it. But Because we've seen them change all the wheels. We've yeah. just never seen them change the front wing, but he did. He got a new front wing. And then in the restart. So Lando, little Lando Norris, started P17 in this race because of his disaster. Yes. And was only kind of saved by... Lance in the pit lane, Logan being shunted to the back, and Yuki also being shunted to the back. Mm-hmm. He took new parts in his car, I think. So Lando starts P17. Not great. In this first half of the race, done really, really well. Got himself up, getting himself into the points. Race restart, immediately loses four places. Is <laughs> that great? Cool. Yeah. This man One is not ones. having a good weekend. No, he absolutely was not. And I don't really have any notes because it just kind of... Like, the the restart happened, Max pulled away again. Yeah, it just all happened really fast. Lewis was pulling away, Charles was there. And it kind of just continued in the order that they restarted. Yeah. It wasn't too big of a thing. Not really. And then lap 48. Yes. We, we Fernando at the back, he just retired. Yeah, Fernando just went. Like, he literally was going and then next thing you know, oh, bye Fernando. We think he just couldn't be arsed. Again. I mean, he was going really, really slow the whole race. So I think he must have had some kind of power issue. But I think that they've just taken him in to save the tyres because it was sweating in Mexico. Like, it was really, Mm. really hot. I think they were trying to save the car as much as it was working um, to try and save it. Because he wasn't having a good time out there. Also, some point in around here, I can't remember what lap this happened, but I have it noted down in the vicinity of this. So the final points place was Nico Hülkenberg up in P10. Yes. Impressive for his 200th race. Mm-hmm. Behind him, he's got Espan and he's got Pierre, the two yeah. Alpinuses. Yeah. And Espan comes on the radio going, 
What does he say? Something like, I'm going to send it. Yeah. Quite sassy. I'm going to send it. Like, this guy's in my way. And then it took him way too many laps (laughs) to actually overtake him. He did not, in fact, send it. He was within DRS for so many laps and just couldn't overtake this man. Yeah. And eventually did it, but it was an embarrassing amount of time. Very, especially after coming on the radio saying you're sending it. But that gave me flashbacks to Carlos and Monaco saying similar things and then counted it, so... It was bad. Also in lap 48, Yuki and Piastri tapped each other, but that was Oscar's fault that time. But he stopped himself spinning. He did. He Impressive. very in control of this the This is car. another new track for him as well. And then lap 49, Yuki and Oscar, they have a little smack this time, which was totally yeah. Yuki's yeah. fault. It was Yuki's fault. And Yuki spun off the track. Uh, he did manage to come back on, but... He was he, like down and he dropped from like, what, P eight or something or p7 down to yeah, like p16 i know he didn't get his points which i was gutted for him about but um then lap 50 he was noted for causing a collision yeah and then lap 53 oscar was noted for causing a collision as well no luck no both the boys were not having the best of times meanwhile lando's flying up the grid at this point again yeah like honestly one of the most it's probably one of his most impressive drives I think so. He was charging up there. It was really, really good. Mm. Actually, probably the highlight of the race, I think, was just watching him get back up again. I'll agree. Yeah, it was good. Lap 60, Lando and Daniel, a little bit of contact as Lando overtakes. But it was was just a racing incident, just a little bit of fun between the boys. A little gentle tap. Mm -hmm. And then also lap 60, Lando gets Grussell. Whoop, whoop. So at this point, Lando is actually like way up in the top. So he took, overtook... Danny Rick. Yes. And then pretty quickly got Grussell. Mm-hmm. So he was up in, that was up in, him up in fifth at that point? I think so. So that's kind of where he remained. Yeah. But P17 to P5. Not a bad go at all. So his, previously his most positions gained in a race, they said, was nine. So that's 12. Unreal. So actually this is probably his best drive. Oh, I'm so happy for him. And he did actually get driver of the day. So... Again, yeah, I did so vote for him. He was, was my driver of the day. It was noted. Mine was Danny. Which is fair. Yeah, they were kind of evenly matched, I thought, on him. I just couldn't believe that Daniel was still up there in that car. That's why I voted him, because he's come back after his whole wrist business and he's really given it a good go. We joke that the paint was going to wash off the AlphaTauri and it was going to reveal itself to just be another Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, and actually Checo had been driving the AlphaTauri. <laughs> Literally. It was, it was pretty mighty. And then also lap 60... I don't know really what happened between so basically Lance this is near the back this is not this is not fight for points yeah Lance goes for an overtake on Valerie mm-hmm. and he is not happy about this so he kind of hits him he kind oh, of goes was... he makes an aggressive move this is in the stadium section 67 yeah and it's not really somewhere one wants to be doing any overtakes no but Lance had kind of been doing okay yeah and he'd made the move and then Valerie wasn't happy Tried to get him back and spun him out. So that was Lance a lot. Yes, again. Lance went out. But then also Valerie, I mean, he's in the Alfa Romeo. Yeah. It's the worst car on the grid. And they, so both Alfa Romeo started up in the top 10. Yeah. And they, both they of were, them. They seem to be doing well at the start. At this point, we're down the bottom. And like, this is lap 67. So we're very near the end. Oh, and this is when, so we're going to introduce a new section into this podcast called the Biggest Stonker. Yes. Biggest stonker of the weekend mm-hmm. was Alfa Romeo. Yeah, we're awarding Alfa Romeo with that this weekend. Yeah, well done. You can win something. Because it was actually really good until it became very not good. Yeah, but you know, it's not untypical of the Alfa. They did a Haas. Yes. 
Good qualifying. Well, actually, excellent qualifying. Yeah, no, no, they did really well. Quality. And then just... Pants. Yeah. Absolutely pants. So, congratulations on Biggest Stonker of 2023 Mexico Grand Prix. Happy for you. Good work, guys. Lap 69, Valerie gets noted for causing this collision. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh at lap 69. It's just, I'm a child. <laughs> it's the second 69 <laughs> in this podcast. Ooh, saucy. Whoa. <laughs> Quarter to midnight on a Sunday evening. Gosh. Christ. Look at us go. Lap 71. Christ, we're getting to the end. Lap 71. This is the last lap of the race. It's a slogan. Yes. We we still don't know what happened here. So all the little black and white flags, you know, the checkered flags are popping line. up next to everybody's name. Everybody's crossed the line. Logan. He was away to finish fairly close to the point. He was up in like 13th or 14th. He was yes. pretty high. Then he all of a sudden drops all the way down to the back. But he hasn't stopped on the track. And it says in the pits. And we were wondering, is this a graphic thing? Or is this not? Because we haven't seen any of those. Did he just think that he'd already finished? I think he must have been a little confused and thought that he'd done his last lap and he just went into the pits to try and park his car up. Honestly, the weirdest thing I've seen this season. And do you know what? I was so proud of him. I was really, I was rooting for him again this week. And, um, I'm Googling it right now. Yeah, Google it, please. Well, actually, let me see on Instagram what Williams put the result up as. It says P16, but that's last at that point because there was four retirements. Yeah. Because he was P13. But why would he retire when the finish line was right there? A pump issue. That's what I'm saying. For all those that asked why the Logan pitted last, I mean, this is just people in the comments. But apparently it was a, a pump issue. Never mind. That's <laughs> so bizarre. But I just thought that needed to be mentioned because I thought that was so weird. I've never seen that before. And then, so we talked about the booing last weekend of Max. Actually, quite minimal booing of Max. Well, they kind of started with it, but then Max managed to talk himself out of the booing of him. Yeah. And then uh, Charles came on. So, yeah, there was Max, there was Lewis, there was Charles. That was our top three. Yes. So Charles does his interview third. Oh, my God, the booing for this man. It was insane. But it's, I still find the booing quite funny. Same. I know everyone takes it very seriously, but I don't. No, neither and do I. Charles had his little sassy hand in his hip. <laughs> he was not giving a shit. No, I think all of the Checo fans were a little annoyed at Charles for the Checo crash at the start, but it wasn't his fault. Use your critical thinking. It wasn't Charles. He was stuck in the middle. I guess when you've showed up to your for home, your man. Yeah, like for your man at your home race, like you're going to be a little miffed about it, but... But I can at least say my opinion on the booing is unbiased because it's now happened to my driver and I still think it's stupid. Yeah. It's just like a bit of a pantomime, really. Yeah. So it was all good. Oh, my God. Max rising out of the podium on the car in the sombrero. <gasps> Stop. That I... was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. I had mentally blocked that and it only happened <laughs> like an hour ago. They literally, they like, so Lewis and Charles are already on the podium and they cut to this image of Max sat on his car in a sombrero. I'm like, why is he sat in his car? So weird. Why is he not on the podium? Next thing you know, <laughs> the smoke's coming out, the thing's lifting up. Max is coming out of the stage, sat in his car, massive sombrero on. 
most embarrassing <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Oh goodness, he did part the sombrero and put the yeah. He immediately, as soon as he stood up, back. the sombrero was gone. He should have like flung it into the crowd. Honest. But honestly, that clip paired with then they had sh- the camera on the champagne. I was oh, like, oh my, I hate I was like, that. I was like, oh my god, we're gonna get a shot of Max drinking at the bottle. No, oh my I god, hate please it. don't do it. Please don't I do hate it. That. And we got it, and it was horrendous. Even more horrendous than I wanted it to be. Unfortunately for Kelly PK, that's the POV she gets when oh she goes to kiss Max. God. Oh my god. I wonder if the POV people on TikTok will take that clip. Obviously. Max yeah. coming in to grab your face and fucking inhale it. Yeah. That's exactly what they'll use it for. And I'm all for that. I'm not. I don't want to see that clip ever again. No, I personally wouldn't watch it. But I like that they'll use it. I like that someone's going to gain from that. I'm going to go I searching didn't. for these POVs and send it to you now. <laughs> I'm gonna go looking. <laughs> Please don't. Honestly. It was like a weirdly eventful but also uneventful race. Things happened. Yeah. But was I that excited? No. no. And do you know what? It's kind of sad because Mexico's one of my favourite tracks. But actually, do you know what I was miffed about? They didn't do the Mexican. They didn't. There was no Mexican theme song. Of the theme song. They played it at the race. Like you could hear it in the background. Yeah. But we didn't get it on the telly. No. I'm miffed about that. We've been scammed. Absolutely. Sky Sports, I want my money back. Yeah. What's the point? I'm putting a complaint into Telecom. That's all I came for. Yeah. But yeah, Max won by like, I don't know, ridiculous amount. He pulled away oh again. Oh God, it was like 14 seconds or something silly like back that. Back to the usual. We all knew it was happening. I said I'd only be okay with Lewis overtaking the Ferraris if he was actually going to then go for it and try and get Max in. He just didn't. He did not send it. No. Did he thank the factory in his speech? No, he didn't. So Everyone in the factory is going to go home and cry themselves yeah, to sleep. I know. Every time that man thanks people in the factory, not this week. I'm going to lose sleep over it, to be honest. How are they going to cope? They're not. They're actually, this is... The factory's shut tomorrow. They're going on strike. <laughs> Workers' rights. Yeah. I can't believe it. No, neither can I. I was in suspense. He thanked the fans. He called them beautiful. You know, the usual. Peace yeah. and love. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I th- said that we need to play a game where we get a bingo card of possible things that Lewis says when he's in a post-race interview. Yeah. Not in the car, did he thank the factory? Not in his post-race interview, did he thank the factory? So it's confirmed. So Lewis I'll be checking Twitter. Before I go to bed, I'll be on Twitter seeing if he's tweeted thanks the factory. Oh, surely And he if he's to. not, I'm but not sleeping. No, same, because it feels like something's missing out of my weekend now. It's incomplete. Mm-hmm. All those hard-working people at the factory. It's a thankless job, <laughs> that. An absolutely thankless Maybe George job. Russell thanked them this week. Maybe he wouldn't. That's not his style. <laughs> now, Russell's like, good work to me. Thank you to me. Great strategy <laughs> from myself. The Russell hustle. Yeah, the Russell, Russell hustle. hustle. But yeah, Brazil next weekend. It's our favourite. It's a sprint. Oh, um, But at least the race is at five o'clock. I am excited for that. Oh my God. And then so, yeah, nice, good times next weekend. Then Vegas. Yes. Well, I can't really say morning. that's going to be a good time, Mike. But I think I'm going to wake up for Vegas and go back to sleep. It's feeling like one of those. I mean, it could turn out to be amazing, but I don't, I don't feel it well. I'm going to keep shitting on it. And then Abu Dhabi. Yes. yes. I can't believe how quick the season's coming to an end, though. Well, it's weird because also we can think of how quick this year has gone by in terms of... Also, how quick the season's gone by. So fast. Been a weird year. Very weird, but I'm grateful for this year. Me too. A lot to be grateful for. It's been a good one. It has been. And then next year, it's only going to go up. We're getting, saying this like we're actually in fucking December the 31st. <laughs> Maybe we need to do a wee Christmas pod. <gasps> yes. Oh my God. We'll get God. the jingle bells out. 
I was about to say we should do Secret Santa, but there's two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know let's do let's do Secret Santa. Yeah. I wonder how I'm gonna get. <laughs> this is so exciting. Maybe we should do a little. I don't know. We could do something. Yeah. A wee under five pound F one yes, themed gift that's exchange. That's really cute. Yeah. Actually, I like that. We'll do a wee Christmas pod. Yes. And we'll round up on the top moments. How fun! Get the Christmas tunes out. Yes. I was gonna say we should have played the Mexican F one theme, but we probably, we probably can't. Oh, copyright! But we can't really sing it either because it's just the F one theme. <laughs> actually, before we go, you actually owe us a wee song in the uh, form of the American national anthem because uh, <laughs> last weekend Jazz said if Logan Sargent got points. <laughs> She would sing the anthem, and because of Lewis and Charles being disqualified, Logan Sargent did in fact get his first point. First American point score in 30 years. So Jazz is going to now sing the American national anthem. Let me get the words up so I don't embarrass myself. I'm so glad I remembered that. No way you're getting away without doing that. Ready? Right. I'll put my hand on my heart for this. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming oh god i can't go that high (laughs) who's brought stripes bright stars through no no right i won't do it (laughs) you get the gist guys you get the gist When he, when he wins um, a championship, we'll I'll, do, the, I'll full do the full thing. Yeah, we'll get guitars, we'll get drums, we'll get a full band. Yeah, fireworks. Yeah, obviously it's America. We've got fireworks. <laughs> daytime fireworks. Yeah, d- obviously it <laughs> can't be at night. Oh, Jazz loves a daytime fireworks. I do. I love a daytime firework. <laughs> I can totally see the point in setting them off for the day. <laughs> the visibility is great. Good work, Cora. Well, we hope you enjoyed. Yes. And I hope you enjoyed that really special singing song. I apologise for anyone who was wearing headphones, actually, on a real note. I'm sorry. I also apologise for anyone who's American. Because <laughs> um, we do actually have American listeners, I've seen. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. We'll see you again next week. A goodbye. Bye. Oh. Nope. Shite. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Come on. <laughs> Just completely missed that one. We really can't do it. (laughs) Did it? Oh. Oh, God.